0: tuning in to the pre-show. Welcome to this episode of the JAEF Podcast. The JF Podcast. This is part three of our 2023 Roundup. This is part three of our 2023 Roundup. In the last two episodes I've basically uh, I we we spoke about some of the reasons uh, for um on the silence reason for the silence and i did talk about i would encourage you to just kind of dive back into those two episodes because this is a graduate series but if not i'll just give you a rundown of what happened is six months ago i was really convicted and arrested by two scriptures that stopped me in my tracks that stopped me in my tracks and one of them was, as I mentioned on the previous episode, was Romans chapter 15, verse 18. And I'll just quickly go right there. Romans chapter 15, verse 18. Paul made a statement that just jumped out at me and just stopped me. And Paul said, I'll read from verse 17. Therefore, I have reason to glory in Christ Jesus in the things which pertain to God. For I will not dare speak of any of those things which Christ has not accomplished through me in word and in deed to make the Gentiles obedient in mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God so that from Jerusalem and round about to Illyricum I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. And the reason why that scripture jumped out at me was because Paul was saying that he will not dare to speak about certain things pertaining to the Christian faith, especially if he was going to give you instructions, he would not dare speak of any of those things which he had not gone through, things that Christ had not accomplished through him. And he says, by word and deed, and then he goes on to say, by mighty signs and wonders. And the second scripture that really convicted me was 1st John chapter 1 verses 1 to 4. The apostle John, the beloved, Saint John, said something when he was trying to write, when he was writing a letter and inviting other people into fellowship, inviting other people to come and partake of what they were partaking of. He basically put it this way, he said, That which was from the beginning, this is the first epistle of John. So, first John chapter 1, verses 1 to 4. And I read, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. There are four things that John talks about there that he has experienced before he now starts to invite you to protect or join their fellowship. He says, We have heard it. We have seen it with our eyes. We have looked upon it and our hands have handled it. Now there's a word in there. One of the third one, he says we have looked upon. It says our hands have handled. That word is what I will basically spend, um, this, this episode talking about looked upon. That's the same thing that, jo- that God told Joshua in chapter one, verses eight to nine, when he told him that this book of the law, shall not depart from your eyes let me just go there joshua chapter 1 when they were going into the promised land god tells joshua in joshua chapter 1 verses 8 to 9 and i read this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate in this book day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it for then you will make your way prosperous and you shall have good success actually that was joshua chapter 1 verse 8 so we see god telling joshua that in order for you to be prosperous and make your way have good success in the affairs of your life you need to meditate in this book of the lord day and night and we see john saying here we have looked upon it we have pondered it we have absorbed it it has finally sunk in that indeed this word of life is that which was from the beginning, which you heard about. Now we've seen to the eyes, we've looked upon it and our hands have handled it. But then he also says the life was manifested and we have seen and we bear witness and declare to you that eternal life, which was with the father and was manifested to us. These two manifested, uh, two times he uses the word manifested, When he first says the life was manifested he's talking about the Christ but now he says we have seen him and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life which was with the father and was manifested to us now he's telling you that that was manifested the life was manifested he's not just talking bodily form no because he's talking that that life was manifested beyond just hearing about it, seeing with it, with their eyes, that they looked upon it and they have handled it. Okay. And then he says that which we have seen and heard, we declare to you, that you also may have fellowship with us. And I did say that the word fellowship there, the Greek of it is called, um, koinonia. It's an intimacy of intercourse, right? So the end resolve, is supposed to birth life, and John says here the truly our fellowship is with the Father and His Son Jesus Christ. So the Father and His Son Jesus Christ, He is inviting us into a dimension of intimacy with the Godhead. Right? So how do we enter the Trinity of intimacy? He says, truly our fellowship, He says, is with the Father and His Son Jesus Christ. And in our last episode, I talked about how this all happens by the Holy Spirit. The scripture says we've received the spirit of adoption, and now we cry, Abba Father. For God, the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. We are sealed uh, by this word uh, in the form of the Holy Spirit, the gift of the promise that was promised unto the seed of Abraham through Christ. We have partaken of that promise. We have received that promise. So You and I, ultimately, the goal of our walk in this fellowship of Christianity should be on a path of intimacy, of intercourse, which is supposed to birth life. And I did say that if a husband and wife, barring any uh, genetic disorders or any anomalies, When we see a husband and wife, we are expecting that they're going to birth life. Their offspring, they're going to have offsprings, right? That is a manifestation of the life that is coming out from their union. The father, the husband, and the wife. When the two come together, the two shall come together and become one. But in the oneness, when there's an intimacy of intercourse, a life is birthed. So. My assessment in this 2023 roundup of the body of Christ is this, is that I had to do it and I'm, I'm challenging you to do it. And I'm making a cry out that there's a lot of Christian content that we're pushing out there that is not backed by manifestation or life that is not backed by experiential relationships or intimacies with the father and his son, Jesus Christ. There's no life force behind those words. And and you cannot mimic the spirit realm. The spirit realm is real. And spirit, Jesus said, the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. So they're not just words. They are spirit and they are life. Meaning those words that are spirit, they have birthed life. And that's what I'm passing on to you. So you yourself, you and I, we are supposed to, when I speak to you, you should receive spirit and life because there's a lot of Christian content right now and everyone's rushing to make content. And I said, uh, the reason for the silence was that I basically got to a point and said, is it just about making content? Is it just about the next podcast? The next is the next that When in my own personal life, there's dimensions of manifestation of handling the word of life that I'm yet to walk into, and I didn't want to be a fraud. There's a place of integrity that I was holding myself onto. And so what I was saying is that in this 2023 roundup, one of my assessments has been or is that I see public displays. I see people um, not allowing enough, not allowing themselves to go through due process. So there's a lot of TikToks, content, YouTube short content, YouTube videos, Instagram, Twitter, everything. And deep down, my assessment is, um, I used, I think this was either part one or part two, probably part one, I said that. There is a place in our Christian walk, just like if you were gonna bake a cake, where the ingredients are on the shelf. You go to the grocery store, you pick them up, you bring them, they're still public, everyone can see them. You put them on the table, you start mixing them in 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 the bowl. Now, some of those ingredients start to be hidden inside other ingredients. Eventually, there's a point it gets to that you, to yourself, you cannot touch the cake mix, right? where you have to put it into the oven and let the heat deal with it and form it, right? And then after that, after that, that cake, when it comes out of the oven, then can be seen again. So there's a lot of Christians that I'm noticing, um, they are very, every dealing in their life is public. We're We're not having... uh, we're not having the reasons why we can't really have this intimacy or fellowship with the Father and the Son, Jesus Christ, because we're so out there. We're so out there posting scriptures, posting this, posting this. We, We have to learn that if you're going through a certain season, we may not need to see you or hear about you. Going to Arabia, Going to Arabia. Listen to what Paul says. Paul receives the gospel, right? I'll go to I'll go to Galatians here. Because why why am I encouraging you as a 2023 roundup is um as we move into 2024, these are some of the areas that we need to tweak our relationships and our fellowships. This is one of the areas where, where I was also challenged, which is Many a times as Christians, you want to have group intimacy with God. If it's it's an overnight prayer, you're all for that. If it's group prayers, overnights, night vigils, worships at churches and all of these, group meetings, everything of that, um, that's your only frequency. But there's a place whereby a husband and wife pull away and going to their bedroom and there's an intimacy that they only can have. There's a place that I want to challenge you to start going into certain intimacies with Christ, with the spirit of the Holy ghost, just you and them. And you don't need to tell nobody. You don't need to tell us. We will see the birth, the manifestation of the life. When you come out of the, when you come out of the bedroom, we will see it. We will see that you are pregnant we'll see that he or she is pregnant. Now I'm talking spiritually. So Paul, for Paul to make these utterances, you can truly see that one of the things that we see with the, with the patriarchs of old is that, um, you see, the Bible is not written. I always share this, say this with uh, the people that I fellowship with. I always say the Bible is not written just how it reads. No, no, the Bible is written how it works. But then, also, we have to learn to put time into the scriptures. We have to time we have to learn how to weave time, time logs into scriptures between when things happen. Because when you read, for instance, the book of Acts, you might think that all of those things happened in one week. No, The book of Acts is stretched across probably twenty two years. It's a historical event capturing life events that happened in the apostles for a period of 20 years, you know, between 20 to 22 years or roughly around there. But, but, but here, Paul, so when, when, when we read about Paul, when we read these letters, Paul wrote these letters after his experiences the things that he had gone through, then he had the right to start writing to us. For instance, I'll just, let me start with Galatians. Paul talks about his experience when he first encountered the gospel. He says, um, I'll start from Galatians chapter one, verse 15 says, but when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood. Paul encounters the gospel. He says, I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me, but I went to Arabia and returned again to Damascus. Every Christian needs a period of Arabia. This I see a lot of postings from Christians. Too many, too many postings, too many scriptures, too many these, too many that, too many. No, 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 no. Go into Arabia. Go into Arabia. Let the Lord deal with you, and you will come out. Listen to Paul. He says, I did not confer with flesh and blood, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were with the apostles before me. But I went to Arabia and returned again to Damascus. Then after three years. So Paul has had his own personal dealings. Remember, Paul encountered Jesus Christ and the Lord to Damascus. Okay. So he encountered Jesus Christ to Damascus. He had a surreal experience. He was blinded. He went to, um, was it Ananias? Um, help me out Holy Ghost so he goes to Ananias and Ananias uh, basically tells him this let me find that that's in Acts I believe chapter yes Acts chapter 9 yes Ananias so in Acts chapter 9 Paul is on the road to Damascus going to pick up other Jews to persecute and all of that we know that story he encounters the light of Jesus Christ boom he's blinded Ananias baptizes him so Paul is telling us most Christians actually misread the gospel that, that, that they think that Paul now we don't know how long Paul was in Arabia because most Christians think Paul was in Arabia for three years but we don't know because he says nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who are apostles before me I'm reading from Galatians chapter one but I went to Arabia and returned again to Damascus so Paul encounters Jesus Christ in Damascus he goes to Arabia a period of silence He deals with Jesus. Jesus reveals this gospel to him. And that's why Paul can stand and say, in in Galatians chapter 1 verse 11, Paul says, But I make known to you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it, but it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. The revelation of Jesus Christ. Who is Jesus Christ to you? I, 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 one of the one of the things again doing a twenty twenty three roundup, and I'm using myself, but I believe this 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 can apply to you. One of the surreal realities is we always say in in Matthew chapter sixteen when Jesus is walking. I mean, when Jesus asks Peter and says, Who do men say that I am? But who do you say that I am? That is surreal. Until I have my own intimacy with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ, I... You can't know. Like, like... I need to tap into that these po- all of the people that we read about. So most times when you read the epistles, you might think that the moment these people became Christians and they started to write a letter. No, there was time lapses. So when John comes around to writing this many years after Jesus Christ has ascended back to heaven, When he says that that which is from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes. Now he says, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. He's telling you that this word of life came and manifested to them. They heard about it. It was manifested with their eyes. That was the bodily form of Jesus Christ. But now he says, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled. So he has experienced some things and he can now write a letter to you. So when I've experienced some things, then I have more authority. I'm in a better uh, position to come into the air and speak to you and write to you the same way John will be writing to you or Paul will be writing to you. You see? So let's go back to Galatians here and you see. So he says, nor did I go up to Jerusalem, to, to those who are the apostles before me, but I went to Arabia and returned again to Damascus. Then after three years, after three years of coming, of being in Damascus, after he had returned, he says, I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter and remained with him 15 days. Right? So we see a guy here. And... um there's something he says here that when he came there's something that he says here I'm trying to find it here Holy Spirit help me in chapter 2 it says then after 14 years I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas and also took Titus with me and I went up by revelation and communicated to them the gospel of And communicated to them that gospel which I preach among the Gentiles, but privately to those who were of reputation, lest by any means I might run or had run in vain. Now, there's something that he said here. Um, I'm trying, 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 I'm trying. Yes, right here. Let's go down. Galatians chapter 2. Let me just go verse 7. He's, he says, now start with verse 6. But from those who seemed to be something, whatever they were, it makes no difference to me. God shows personal favoritism to no man. For those who seemed to be something added nothing to me. But on the contrary, when they saw, that the gospel for the uncircumcised had been committed to me as the gospel for the circumcised was to Peter for he who worked effectively in Peter for the apostleship to the circumcision to uh, who worked in Peter for the apostleship to the circumcised also worked effectively in me toward the Gentiles you see he's talking about that in this moment he's gone back to Jerusalem And the reason is because they can see it's no longer just words. They can see that just as God was working through Peter for the apostleship to the circumcised, the same works were being wrought through Paul to the uncircumcised. Okay? For he worked effectively in Peter for the apostleship to the circumcised, who also worked effectively in me toward the Gentiles. And when James... Cephas and John who seemed to be the pillars, perceived the grace that had been given to me they gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship that we should go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised they desired only that we should remember the poor the very thing which I also was eager to do now Paul he's, he's shown us about what the reason why he could now write the reason why he could come out in public the reason as to why he could now sit at certain tables do certain things was because the gospel had now been worked through him effectively i mean god had confirmed him and 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 jesus talks about this he says in mark chapter 16 he says he went to them working confirming the gospel preached Miracles, signs, and wonders. So that is deals with looked upon experiential Christianity telling you that as you enter your 2024, plan to pull yourself away. Plan not to be so public. If you're dealing with some things, just let God deal and finish it. Do not hurriedly feel compelled that every scripture that the Holy Spirit lays on your heart is for everyone to see, to know. No. Learn to have secrecy and intimacy with God. Learn to seclude yourself, to, rec- to reclude yeah, I, I believe that's a word. Reclude yourself. Reclude. Mm. Reclude yourself. You know, it's. It means. Let me find here. Reclude yourself, kind of like being a being a closet. There's a word I'm trying to find here. <laughs> Help me out here, Holy Ghost. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you on that. And so I'm going to talk about what do you do in the secret place? What do you do? How, how, how what is the process? of intimacy. What does it involve? Intimacy. How can you start tapping into true fellowship with the father and his son, Jesus Christ? You know, what, what, what does this involve? How can you tap into this? Because ultimately, you know, we, we always ask ourselves about, um, let me go to 1st John here and you'll see something so John says a statement here that we've always looked at and we always struggle with and say wow but listen to this in 1st John chapter 1 verse 6 actually let me start with verse 5 John says I I, I want to draw your attention to verse 6. It says, If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. For the most times, for the most part, I always just kind of brushed over that scripture, that verse. But if we are going to dominate, John is ultimately saying that the only way that we can walk in the manifestation of light that empowerment of the gospel in our everyday lives he says we are to fellowship with him that's the only way to fellowship with him john is basically saying if you have true intimacy and fellowship with the christ you will not walk in darkness saying he says two things cannot be true you cannot tell us that you are walking in fellowship remember that word fellowship is koinonia which means intimacy of intercourse he says if you tell us that you are walking in this manner with the christ but you're also walking in darkness you are a liar and you do not walk in the truth that's what he says he says you it says you lie and do not practice the truth he's saying it is impossible for us to walk in koinonia in in intimacy with the Christ with fellowship with the father and his son Jesus Christ and not bear life it says if we see you walking in darkness but you're telling us that you have having fellowship he says you're lying it's impossible it's impossible so how do we tap into this dimension of koinonia of intimacy well let's look at some criteria here in my 6 month arabia is what i'll call it one of the things that the lord challenged me on was rushing was 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 you say calvin you are a consumer you are consuming to give others. Many times as Christians, we are consuming content to give others. And and now especially if you if you have a platform where you you, you, you produce content and communicate. He told me. He said, I want you to start reading scripture for you, not for the podcast, not to teach others. Because a man cannot give what he doesn't have. A man cannot give what he doesn't have. Let me find another scripture just, um well the the scripture yeah in john chapter 3 wow this this is another scripture that really arrested me but I, I, i'm i'm trying there's so many things that are coming to my mind right now that i want to i'm trying to align um, uh, my thoughts here. So, as Christians, Peter, think about it. Peter, in the book of Acts, when he healed the the the, the lame man. Acts chapter three. I'll start with verse four. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right arm and lifted him, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Okay. Peter said, such as I have. Of a truth I cannot pass on to you life if I don't have that life my words cannot truly truly impact you to the depths that you desire if those words have not impacted me I cannot change you if I have not been changed so there's a call and out there's a cry that I'm putting out to the body of Christ that before we we're so quick to purse on words onto others, there is a duty that we have to labor in a place of fellowship until we are transformed into something, then we can pass on to that something. The reason why Jesus was able to do things that he did is because Jesus had the life of the father living in him. Jesus was able to distribute life to others. When you came and you were sick and you talked Jesus, he was able to give you healing. He was able to give you life in that life form was healing that dealt with your issue you came to jesus and you said you are hungry he was able to pass on to a life form a power of life that was able to deal with that issue in fact in in one of the next episodes we shall look at christ's manifesto which i believe is every christian christians manifesto as well so i'm 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 a bit challenged and i'm asking the holy spirit that we have to start being sensitive and ask and be you know even the scripture says be quick to hear and slow to speak be quick to hear and slow to speak I gotta be honest I'm a bit challenged now sometimes on because now I've gone from living a life of Christianity basically for others and start living it for myself. I'm more interested on the depths of intimacy that I have with the Christ, because one of the shocking things that I will tap into, wow, this was the, 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 this hit hard, this hit hard. One of the things that we'll get to talk about, Is that some scripture of do you know Jesus you might think you do but I'll present him in certain ways and you realize you actually don't know Jesus you might say you believe in him but you do not know him and I'll paint some pictures and I will walk you through a scripture and you'll see that these depths of intimacy that we perhaps should spend more time building before we blast him, before we say, yeah, I believe in him. Because there is a type of intimacy of your belief that is supposed to birth a certain life force into you. And that really challenged me. So, let me try to merge here. I'm trying to merge, because there's so many things that uh, the six-month Arabia uh, did to me. And it brought me to so many realizations that somehow I find myself more quiet even around fellow believers, even when there's an opportunity to say something, I find myself reserved. I find myself not wanting to speak. Why? Because I want to know him before I can start telling you about him. I want to know him in a certain way that I can say just like enoch that calvin walked with god and was not that i can get to know him in a certain way that fully i can be confident for instance one of the things that one of the challenges that one of the questions that came to me in in during the a season of silence one of the things that came to me was this I said I know my sister's voice I know my father's voice I know my mother's voice and I said if they were in a room next door and they laughed and they spoke I would pick them out I would be able to say my mother my sister my father some of my some of my close friends i'll be able to say yeah their next door but i still felt that there was a sensitivity of the christ that i hadn't tapped into and it was eating away at me if if jesus was in the next room and he spoke would i be able to tell That he was him. Would I be able to tell that Jesus spoke? Now, these. I know you're asking yourself, Calvin, what do you mean? Do you know that I'm getting ahead of myself? Do you know that in the scripture, and I will be showing through the book of John, that they were people that were physically with Jesus, that still did not know him? That there was cases where he was right with them in the flesh, physically, and they did not know him as they needed to. And that was a challenge I had a gut check I, ha- I had a, I had a reality check to say okay I, I, I say I believe in Jesus I, I I say all these things but do I know him and I was having this this discussion with, uh, with a cousin of mine and I was telling him I was challenging him I was telling him you think if you saw Jesus in the flesh you will be able to know him that that is Jesus but you will start to see in the scriptures, it is a knowing that unless your spirit, man, unless you have had intimacy, your spirit has had intimacy with the spirit of Christ, unless that connection has been made, Jesus can be in front of you physically and you walk past him. And even if he told you, he was Jesus, you would still say, I don't believe you. So I started to say, Wow, there's a dimension that Jesus has to reveal himself to you. We see this in the book of John. Man, I am gonna show you something, I'm gonna show you so many examples. So just for starters. Let me just read this account. Jesus is resurrected. This is from John chapter 20. I'll just read from John chapter 21. The Gospel of John. It says, After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And in this way he showed himself. Simon Peter, Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathanael of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, And two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, we are going with you also. They went out and immediately got into the boat. And that night they caught nothing. But when the morning had now come, Jesus stood on the shore. Yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Okay. Okay. You might say well jesus stood on the shore he was afar off but wait then jesus said to them children have you any food they answered him no okay wait and he said to them cast the net on the right side of the boat and you will find some so they cast and now They were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. Listen to this. Okay. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. Now, when Simon Peter heard that he was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he had removed it and plunged into the sea now it's really interesting (laughs) the disciple whom Jesus loved John had started to tap into I believe ahead of uh, the the other apostles he always aimed to know Jesus in the spirit because, listen, Jesus says to them, children, that means they saw him. If you want to make the argument that maybe he was 200 years away and he was screaming and shouting, but it doesn't seem like that was the setting. So they were on the board, he was on the shore. But they did not know that he was Jesus. Right? And he said to them, Cast the net. But listen, who caught it first that it was Jesus? It was John. When something happened, that word, John, from his experience, said this word, cast it on the right side and it manifesting, this word of life manifesting into these fishes, it must only come from one person he must be jesus it was an an experience in that moment that john says the only reason that this is happening is because it is jesus so even though he was there in the flesh they still did not know that that is what has just been mind-blowing to me that we can be in the same room with Jesus and still not know that it is Him. And that's why, in fact, Jesus said, The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you, their spirit and their life. That's in John chapter 6, no, John chapter 4, verse 43. So, this is a, you know, this is a reality check for you, for me. As we move into 2024, we have to put away the noise. And we all have to go back to seeking a fellowship with the Christ until we have birthed life with him. Because Christ can be standing right there and we may not know him. I will leave you with some food for thought. In the Gospel of Luke, Jesus goes on a journey to show you. Uh, this is probably we'll just dive into this in the next episode. In Luke chapter 24, it, it, it's interesting. Um, so, verse 13, I'll quickly read. Now, behold, two of them were traveling the same day to a village called Emmaus which was seven miles from Jerusalem. And they talked together all these things which had happened. So it was, Luke, I'm reading from Luke, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verse 13. Now I'm reading verse 14, 15. So it was while they conversed and reasoned that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. Listen to this. Jesus is resurrected. The word of life is manifested. In its glorified body right now but listen jesus himself drew near and went to them so he, you're about to see two disciples walking with jesus for seven miles and they could not they did not know that it was him and one of the things that the lord has been challenging me on is that when the lord what and during this period one of the things the lord told to me says calvin you think you know me but you do not and it was like a punch in my stomach it was like a it was like the lord hit me below the belt he says you do not know me and i said what are you talking about i read the scriptures i know this scriptures. yeah but you do not know me wait now here's why they did not know him it says their eyes were restrained so that they did not know him their eyes were strained, not this physical eyes they could see him, but their spiritual eyes did not see him. they could not see him. And he and he said to them, "What kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and are sad? So they were sad because their spiritual eyes had not been opened to realize that the thing they were sad about had actually been fulfilled. that Jesus had resurrected. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered and said to him, Are you only a stranger in Jerusalem? And have you not known the things which happened there in these days? And he said to them, What things? So they said to him, The things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and the rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem israel so they 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 lost hope because basically their spiritual eyes were still sealed because they were hoping that jesus would redeem israel and he had and he still has but they could not tap into that hope because their eyes were blinded not their physical eyes Jesus is with them physically in the flesh and they did not know him for seven miles they could not pick out his voice that would be like me walking seven miles with my mother and not knowing her you see you see when a baby how is it that a baby is able to in a room a newborn baby who has only experienced life with their mother for two years that they can be in a room how 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 is a little baby able to run back to their mother how is a little baby able to go into the arms of another person and cry but the moment they come back into the arms of their mother they stop how how are they able to discern that even if their eyes were still closed there is a knowing that we are supposed to have you see that little child the knowing they know that voice is not just a voice that voice is attached to them they that voice to them they know that voice that it is mom it is mama it is dada and to be honest that is not happening in the body of christ we think the reality we think that if jesus that's why many a times as christians we're waiting for heaven to start living the life of heaven because we think when we physically see Jesus then we will be empowered but Jesus says blessed are those who believe without seeing meaning we can get it it will not be the physical act of seeing Jesus (laughs) that will empower us it is seeing him with our spiritual eyes and knowing his voice not audibly knowing his voice when he speaks there's a dimension of intimacy the truly only fellowship intimacy koinonia with the spirit of christ in secrecy in arabia we can only know him in secrecy when we are in arabia and to show you Man, there's a lot. There's a lot. Okay, verse 22 it says, Yes, and certain women of our company who arrived at the tomb early astonished us when they did not find his body. They came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. And certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. Then he said to them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Then they drew near to the village where they were going, and he and they say to one another did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us boom did not our heart burn with us while he spoke with us on the road and he opened the scriptures to us jesus to reveal himself the true identity that we need to have about him he took the scriptures in order to open their eyes. So, I want to leave you with that food for thought. I want to leave you with that food for thought. We will pick up from there. And I want to leave you with this. Now, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole May a whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. Brethren, pray for us. Greet all the brethren with a holy kiss. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to the Jeff Podcast. This was part three of our 2023 Roundup.
1: So you're running with me. Opening doors with this Jesus case seasons. Get picked. That's good news, cause we're strong when we're weak He paid their price to the cost were cheap Open your eyes to the truth, don't sleep You can't tell me nothing you you're thinking that I am bugging, But I know that he is coming So I feel at ease Gotta keep loving so people can get the plug in Holy Spirit just spun So they leave it pays Ivory boy, we don't want that grace Humble yourself, don't let sin creep God is the one that will fight for me Give him your life and you will see I really notice that when you focus On the Lord that your life is a bonus I really notice that when you focus On the Lord that your life is a bonus Change your life today Call up in his name for bright days On the Lord that your life is a bonus I really notice that when you focus On the Lord that your life is a bonus Change your life today, call up on his name For brighter days Change your life today, call up on his name For brighter days Like oy, I'm at peace, trusting the Lord even though It gets big, reading my word cause I know I got It, I could never ever put my trust in me Like oi, who's that gaze Trying to figure out why my life is big Even with the Lord life's never been a breeze Through hard times man he's ever left me Don't be rattled in the midst of all the battles even though you Get tackled, man, the war is won. I'm firm like a cattle, Don't be blown like a tassel Don't stand on a gravel, man, stand on the sun Sin move that, don't choose that, no fun Like who's that, rebuke that gets spun Sin move that, don't choose that, no fun Like who's that, rebuke that gets spun I really notice that when you focus On the Lord that your life is a bonus I really notice that when you focus On the Lord that your life is your bonus Change your life today, cool up in his name for brighter days Change your life I really notice that when you focus on the Lord that your life is a bonus I really notice that when you focus on the Lord that your life is a bonus Change your life today, cool up on his name for brighter days Change your life today, cool up on his name for brighter days